It is the 200 level, Mike Carpenter in, not the basement studio, the makeshift garage studio for Bragging Rights 2023. And <clears throat> sorry, we're smoking cigars out here, so you might hear the occasional cough. <clears throat> this was a first half that was very cathartic for a series that had not been going too well for Illinois basketball recently. And currently they lead 49 to 24, and they look the part of a very good team worthy of the 13th ranking in the in the AP and and really the only other team probably outside of Purdue that could challenge for a Big Ten crown. But to be honest, tonight's the focus. The non-conference is the focus. And what this team can accomplish ahead, I think the ceiling just continues to get higher when we see this team really come together far earlier than I thought that they would have. So Isaac Ambrose is at Bragging Rights. Trevor Valise is working as he often does for Field of 68. And I'm lucky to be joined by my two friends here, Andrew Wilson and Kent Nelmore. We'll call him producer extraordinaire, who will be mining the chat thread for comments and things that you might have to say. Um, Andrew, we went to two Bragg and Rights games together. We went to the 2012 edition where Tracy Abrams put Illinois up by one with free throws and then Missouri missed a buzzer beater. And then we were there with Kenton as well for the Ray Rice buzzer beater. And those were fun. But I was telling you guys that the first one I went to was D and James senior year with Jamar Smith as a freshman, where Illinois, <laughs> Illinois won by 30-something. And as fun as close games are, there's something nice about settling in for the second half podcast after what we just saw with a team that is looking like the legit top 13 ranking that they've gotten. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I, for, well, first of all, uh, gratitude for you having me on here. I feel like this is, uh, this is the ultimate way to celebrate a winter break, oh, right? Well, I'm, I'm smoking a cigar. We just had this a little porgies. Man. We're yeah, drinking man. good whiskey. Oh, that's right. We had porgies, uh, yeah. not a sponsor. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for having me on. This is, this is super fun. I, I wasn't expecting to be doing this with a, a 24 point lead, no. uh, to open up 25 point lead. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we look incredible, uh, and yeah, I think it's more than just you know we're making shots and Missouri's missing shots, but uh, I don't I don't think that's the full story. Like we are attacking and we look like a a, a sophisticated uh, team that's you know has veterans and and uh, this has been fun. Well, you mentioned when you came over, so thank you by the way. We could talk about gratitude. You brought the porgies over, so that was a nice start to the night. And you mentioned that you weren't feeling great about this game, and I think a lot of Illini fans are probably in that same boat because. It has not went well for us recently. And by the way, if you are following along play-by-play, and it doesn't mean quite as much when you're up 25, but I will let you know when Quincy inbounds this to Marcus Damask right about we are underway, second half. But what uh, what I was going to say, Andrew, is I felt very confident about this game based on the makeup of this team and the fact that one thing I haven't questioned this year, Quincy takes it up no good. One thing I haven't questioned about this team so far is the overall focus, minus really the first half of Valpo, which I know is random, but uh, that was a very lackluster affair. But other than that, they've been on it, so I felt confident, but it it does say something about this rivalry that you and I think many Illini fans were still entering a little cautious. Yeah. I feel like this is always one of those games where you you look at the line and you can almost throw it out of the window, and it's just the game gets ugly and... You sort of never know what's going to happen. I also really felt like, you know, I think there's a lot to like about our team, but I think the the sort of one glaring thing to me is, do we really have a point guard? And, you know, I, I sort of came in thinking that Missouri would pressure us and maybe maybe force us to play faster than we wanted, turn us over a little bit. Uh, but that obviously has not been the case. You know, Missouri's not a very good team, and that's part of the reason you're up 27 after a really nice uh, put back there from Ty Rogers. But... I, I will say that's a that's a bad block call right there on Terrence. I thought the shoulder was going in for Missouri. Anywho, 51 to 26 after they're going to count this bucket for Missouri. But I, I think for me, despite the absence of a point guard, I have been really encouraged the last four or five games with the overall ball movement. Yeah, I felt like even agreed. though the assist numbers aren't there, if you really take into consideration that Terrence and then Damask on occasion have been able to kind of just take certain possessions one-on-one, that it's really more of a case of the turnovers have went down considerably and that you're getting good shots. And I think, you know, you mentioned when we were looking at the box score before this half started, the 25-point lead can be, of course, 
Oh, the nah, mask. You see this? Okay, we'll, we'll talk about this bugaboo in just a second, even though Missouri missed that. But will they get the putback? They do, and yeah, one. That, that, that's that's an instance of of you know exactly what I sort of was envisioning. Uh, and obviously, Missouri hasn't been able to kind of create those opportunities with any frequency. But that's just you know that's us our guard play just not being able it's, to handle the ball. But here's the thing: the last few games, it's been Damask solely. Ty has actually done a pretty good job just getting the ball across the court. I do not know what Damask is doing. Yeah. And I think at this point, let's see a little bit more of Harmon. Yeah. And or Terrence. Uh, but whatever that is, that cannot happen from a fifth year guy. I like Damask, but since that 33 point game against Ford Atlantic, it feels like we're kind of playing this mental game with him. We're trying to will yeah. him back into, hey, just be the confident guy. And it's like, wait, we should be playing these mind games of the 23 year old. Yeah. Now, okay, that's nitpicking when you're up still. 22 with 18-20. What I was going to say before that bad turnover is Quincy makes another <laughs> he is three. Fire. He's on fire, yeah. Back to a 25-point lead. What I was going to say before that, though, was overall with this team, what I'm... Oh, a three there from Sean East. They can't miss 20, them all. They can't miss them all. Was the fact that this team offensively, from the Rutgers game to this point has really seemed to find an identity. And I actually enjoy watching them on offense. And apart from, I think it was the first media timeout against Ford Atlantic, as Terrence draws a foul. Going in that first media timeout against Ford Atlantic, I think it was like three to two. And I thought to myself, man, this team's just going to have these prolonged stretches because of a lack of point guard. They're going to have these prolonged stretches where they can't score. But that hasn't really been the case. So why why is that? How can How can a team even with a good collection of talent, overcome the lack of a traditional playmaking point guard. Can they? Long-term, I guess, for the rest of the season. Yeah. Terrence makes a free throw. Sorry, I got distracted. I, I was uh, dialed into Terrence drawing another foul there. Back to a 23-point lead. I mean, can they withstand the fact that they don't have a Ray J. Dennis, for example? Because I yeah. do think, I mean, a Ray J. Dennis, you're a top-five team. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Yeah, it remains to be seen. I, I don't know. I, Rogers is so young too. It's it'll be interesting how he sort of evolves into this position. I don't know if he had the expectation coming in that he was going to be, you know, the primary ball handler and playing point guard. So, you know, I, I think he has so much upside as a basketball player. Um, and I think probably a lot of the team's success, if if, if we're really a top ten team, sort of uh, depends on how people fall into their role. With him probably being one of the most important uh, pieces that needs to do that. Illinois breaking the press pretty good today. You're seeing Missouri and bits and. Starts Again? trying another three. Gonna, for, yeah, Quincy doesn't make it, but Ty's there for the board. Take it up, go. Ty. Oh, back up to Damask. Oh my God, dude. Damask is killing you. He really is. And this is going to be out of bounds on yeah. Missouri. A good okay. break for Illinois. We'll back. I appreciate him trying to make the extra pass there, but I do. But get get yeah. Harmon out there. And yeah, he, okay. he's just he's being very sloppy with the ball. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to nitpick when you're up 22, but it's it's just. I don't know. Is this a thing now? It feels like there's kind of a, a head game being played, like I mentioned with Damask, and he was the last one I expect that for. Now, you know, it almost feels like Damask needs to be playing the three instead of the two. A little bit, and it feels like ever since that Florida Atlantic game, he's playing with this weird pressure. I don't know. Which I don't think he should feel that way because no one would expect him to do that every night, but I think 12 points a game is reasonable for someone of his talent as Ty draws a foul. Now, we'll be a shooting foul, and it's kind of an adventure when Ty goes to the free throw line. All right, so here's a reset right now. It's 17.03 to go in the second half. It is a 22-point lead for Illinois over Missouri. Missouri has looked the part of a middling team. Well, this, not, this is not a shooting foul. I got to be honest, Andrew. I like Ty, but I'm kind of glad this is not a shooting foul. Yeah. What, what's, what's he at the line? That, uh, 50, to date, 50%. 40%, 50%. And, yeah. he, and not that he gets there much, but it's not too good. Inbound to Terrence. 17 to go. This is Quincy taking it, draws the foul. He's a bulldog. He really is. And early this season, I think the first three or four games, he was maybe getting six, seven points a game. I I, I think he's been on a heater the last month. Yeah. And, I mean, he's he's still doing the little things that you brought him in for, which are rebounding and defense, and the fact he's a six foot eight, twenty four year old or whatever he is. Yeah, he's but, he's an absolute man. Man. Okay. So Quincy will go with the line. He's already got fifteen points, which I think Terrence has seventeen. He hasn't scored yet this half, I don't think. We have Quincy with 15. Make that 16 after another made free throw. He has been, I would imagine, even with Damascus 33 points, I wouldn't be surprised if Quincy was your second leading scorer the last month. Yeah. 
doesn't hurt that he's wearing a six hundred dollar pair of sneakers. Ken is that what those things earlier, are? The the Kobe the Kobe Grinches. Uh, let me let me. Let me that's that's just a ballpark guess. But. There's Kenton there. Sorry. Okay, so the Kobe Grinches. This is the thing. I, I I believe so. Andrew's probably more of an expert than me, but are they Nikes or Adidas? He was oh, Adidas. No, no, they're Nikes. Oh, they are Nikes. Yeah. Okay. A foul, no call. Okay, so it looked like a little bit with that kick out from Missouri there on the three, and they didn't call the foul. Just like that, back to a 24-point lead. They were trading buckets for a bit. Illinois with a chance to extend their lead. Here's Coleman, who I think Coleman has had a very good game, other than one kind of step-back three that was more of a last-year sort of thing. But that right there was a bad shot. I jinxed him, apparently. With 16-20 to go, Ty Rogers gets a hand on a cross-court pass. And 16-19 to go, Missouri ball with 25 on the shot clock. All right. All right. So uh, I'm fact checking myself here. The Kobe on the Nike six, shop. The Kobe six uh, Grinches that released in 2020 on StockX. The last pair sold for twelve hundred dollars. So I guess there's benefits of playing college basketball at Oregon. I imagine he didn't pay for those. But good God, I, I remember with the start of this year, I thought, why do we have three guys wearing bright green sneakers which shows my my lack of awareness of the sneaker game but those are twelve hundred dollar shoes also a recent father quincy i think is 24 years old father of like a two-month-old he is literally a man playing college basketball yeah line i brick girl on the thread she said it i think andre and curbelo had a pair too we were talking about yes that that's right yeah he did I yeah curbelo is the goat of uh flash and nike shoes when he was here he seemed to have a new pair pretty much every game He's also the go-to mental breakdowns, apparently, because I don't that know where he's... He's Southern Miss. I, I think the most the first game that he had back, he got a technical foul and went to sit in the stands with the fans. It's actually... I, I don't want to make fun because it's kind of a sad story, but 58-36, to 36, back to a 22-point lead for Illinois. Missouri coming out with some energy here in the second half. Illinois basically trading buckets with 15.40 to go. Terrence finds Quincy. Quincy trying to take baseline, but gets shut off there. Back up top to Damascus, trying to take it in. And he finds Coleman. Finish it, Coleman. Good. Nice pass. Nice extra pass. To Quincy. No. No foul, but will we get the goal? 10, we do. They're going to call that, right? Uh, yep. It might have been. A, was it a shot clock violation? Mm. No. Yeah, it was a goal 10. It was a goal 10. Yep, we'll take two. Okay. So what is that? 60 to 36 going in the break here. And uh, do me a favor, Kent, and just check that chat thread to see if that was a goal 10 or if that was a made shot because they didn't update the score yet. Yeah, I was guessing by the reaction of the Mizzou. All right, as we get an update on that, just a quick reminder, we are here in the garage today, and it's the start of Christmas time. December 22nd, last day of work for me at the school. Uh, I think for many today was, if you did have to work, sort of a just get through it and get to the weekend, and what a great start to Christmas weekend here with Illinois leading by 22 points. I'm going to hit the sponsors in a bit, but do we have an update on that? Was that a shot clock violation? Uh, goaltend. So sixty Gary, to thirty-six. They'll update sixty to thirty-six. Gary is at nineteen. Terrence also has nineteen. Hawkins, thirteen and six. Man, when you got a bunch of six foot seven plus guys that can all score and defend, that's a good mix. So uh, what we'll do here, Ken? You got something else here in the uh, text thread? Well, I was just gonna say Terrence actually nineteen and eight. He's going for a double double. God dang. Uh, what I want to talk about after the sponsors is the long term prospects of this team. I mean, granted, there's only three more months in the season, but uh, there are certain things that this team is doing I didn't expect, and it kind of changes to me the calculation of what they can do. But before I do that, let's hit up the sponsors, DPDO, online at dpdo.com, piping hot calzones, as my friend Ben Yates would like to say. You can order online at dpdo.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. That's dpdo.com. Also, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Give them a call at 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. Also got to thank... State Farm agent Brian Hansen, online at brianismyguy.com for life, auto, home, business renters, you name it. Brian is my guy, and he can be your guy as well at brianismyguy.com. And finally, Owen Builders LLC, online at owenbuildersllc.com from home additions to patios and decks. Probably going to be a mild winter, so don't let that dissuade you from getting a free quote for your next construction project at owenbuildersllc.com. Also, Champagne Showers podcast network and we appreciate you the listeners and the viewers and the youtube feed on a late friday evening as you get your christmas weekend started can i give an extra shout out to dp doe i went to illinois state university and uh i know the original was here in champaign urbana but i lived like a block and a half my senior year of college and uh 
that that was a staple of my sort of meal plan my senior year. I and, and shout out to Jamie McCartney. Uh, <laughs> uh, he I think he technically was the first employee there, and he was my college roommate. Uh, I honestly though wonder when did it open at ISU? It was uh, when you were it in must school. Have been, yeah, it must have been two thousand. Uh, 2008. So I guess the champagne one did come first, but the Fiala brothers, they're, they're great dudes. And they also got this new Fiala brothers brewery that's open and normal. Too. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Um, okay. So we're coming back from the break here. They did call that a goaltend. It looks like unless they reviewed it. And if they did review it, it would be a shot clock violation. I think it was confirmed. Goaltend. Okay. So 60 to 36 coming back here. I will say, Andrew, Missouri's bad. Yeah. And, and you're doing what good teams do to bad teams. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- these next five minutes are crucial too. We just, you know, I think this is where you kind of stick the the foot and in, in their throat, and you know, you want to keep it above twenty here. But but I, I do think would love to see a knockout punch. Would love to see a knockout punch too. There were times in the first half where it was hovering around 13, 14 points, and I was thinking, God, you could be up, you'd be up twenty right now. But but at the same time, when push comes to shove, I look at these two rosters and I know that, okay, Illinois has these tools that if they need a bucket, they can go here, here, here. And Missouri seems to have Sean East, who has the ball right now. He's going to try to make something happen. And it's no good. And they another, have no continuity. Like, I'm trying to f- understand their offense, and they're just having trouble getting any rhythm. You're going to call away from the ball foul here on Illinois. It seems weird. That will be the third foul for Illinois. Both teams have three at the moment. Brad P. on YouTube approves it for the garage setup. Oh, nice. Well, thank you, Brad. This is uh, a hell of a setup card. Thanks, man. Wow. Well, here's how it started. So during some of the away football games, and Kenton was here for all of them, Nebraska was the first one because it was too windy and we were too pissed off with the Illinois football team and they lost. Oh, that's going to be... Oh, they're... You see, either call a charge or a flop warning. Missouri gets the bucket here, but it seems like Terrence... It, could we not give him the benefit of the doubt? Yeah. He's strong enough. He's probably not falling naturally so, there. So, Brad, uh, this garage setup we got here... Got the heaters installed. It is a, a an unseasonably warm day, so that does help. But we're we're toasty little fifty some degrees in here right now. Sure, so it's a lot less work than setting up a tailgate. It is, and that's why for the away games we did for the Nebraska home game, and then we did it for the Minnesota Beautiful. game. Oh, nice Quincy with another bucket. Great feed to him as well. Illinois back up twenty four, and then for the Northwestern game at the end of the year when after the Iowa game and how. You know, it was it was cold enough to not want to be outside for four hours that day. And we did that here as well. So now it feels like, Brad, we can do these more often. And, I, you know, Ken, you were talking about making this a tradition for the holiday season because, you know, I mean, what a great way to start Christmas weekend because next year it'll probably be Friday, December 21st. We'll be right back here doing the same thing. Yeah, and they just renewed this series until what, 29? 29, yeah. yeah. I'm down with that. I do think one of the one of the cool things about the tailgate, I mean, obviously lots of great things about tailgating out in the lots, even when the football team is less than perfect. Um, you would get a lot of fans from your podcast coming out and saying, Hey to you. So giving me yeah. bottles of whiskey. Yeah. yeah. I got to witness that firsthand a couple of times, which <laughs> is awesome. Now I don't know, Mike, if you want to, you know, <clears throat> disclose your home address on your podcast or not have to actually have fans drop by the house. And yeah, I mean, yeah, this, this is fun. And for basketball season, I think that if it's not miserable out and there's certain <clears throat> away games, we could do that. All right, so we got a break here. It looks like Missouri, Dennis Gates is trying to rally the troops. And he called the timeout, being down 22 with... What does that timeout sound like, Carp? <laughs> well, if it's anything like Frank Haith, it's probably not the most uh, compelling speech. I will say Dennis Gates has actually done a pretty solid job. He inherited kind of a mess because yeah. Quan- Quan- This is year two, right? Conzo did not leave them. Yeah, it's year two for them. They did make the tournament last year. This is mostly portal guys, but Missouri is a basketball program. And you know, this is why the bragging rights has been so vexing. They've not been good. And even when they had Jeremiah Tillman, Javon freaking Pickett, who I think went three and one against you after whatever, Mark Smith, who never lost a bragging rights game, won his one with Illinois, Brad Underwood's first year, and then won the next three with Missouri before he transferred to Kansas state. Regardless, this has been a very frustrating series of late, Andrew. And I guess the question I got for you is, let's say we came out, we laid another egg, even if that meant a win tonight, right? Let's say that Illinois, just by sheer virtue of being more talented, were to win this game close. I, I made a comment this morning on Twitter that some agreed with, some did not, that I thought this was kind of an important game for Underwood because I know that March is clearly 
the biggest fish to fry. But I do think rivalries matter. And for a fan base that wants those signature moments throughout a regular season, this is one of those, even when Missouri sucks. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, Ken, I didn't know this until you said it, that the the thing is renewed till 2029. But like, if we're going to be doing this every year, you know, you want to you wanna build up uh, the stamina to, or the goodwill, I guess, to, to try to win year in and year out. And um, yeah, co- college basketball has changed so much, right? Like it's, you know, I'm so unfamiliar with the roster of, of Missouri and try to do a little bit of prep and research. But, I know Sean uh, East and that's only because he's their leading yeah. scorer and he's good. Yeah. And so, you know, it's interesting taking the oh, Tillmans and, and, sure. and the Mark Smiths who we knew so well, and then him, him obviously going to Missouri. And now every year it feels like free agency strikes and the rosters top to bottom are, are sort of brand new, but, uh, but yeah, it's always fun. And, you know, I have fond memories of 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 you know experiencing this game with you guys uh, in person a couple times and, uh, and watching yeah. it back at my yeah. parents' house back yeah. in high school. They're showing a clip right now, 1993 Bragg and Rights. So this is one of my earliest memories of it. And honestly, when I was earlier, I remember not liking the game because in the 90s it was not Illinois' decade. Lou struggled late. Lon Kruger won one of four. And that one they just showed on the screen was 1993. It looks like it'll be Illinois, yeah, Illinois ball because Missouri scored. And 1993 was the triple overtime game where Kawan Garris, who holds the Illinois record for most consecutive free throws, I believe. Maybe Alfonso Plummer broke that. I forget. And, you know, YouTube chat thread, let me know if I'm wrong. But Kawan Garris just had to make a free throw, I think, to win the game or extend it to another overtime, and he missed it. Or missed two of them that would have won the game. And Terrence is a three. He's such a stud. It's cold-blooded. 65 to 40. So for me, it was really what turned this series around was Bill Self's first year. Illinois with Frank Williams and that crew won in overtime. And it was a it was a true top 10 matchup. I think it was eight versus six. And that was the first, okay, I get it. I want this game moment. And ever since then, even in down years, like John Gross went, I think, Four and one or five and one against Missouri. This has been Illinois series series until recently. So this is just a nice bit of catharsis tonight. What was that attempt? I don't know. I mean, Missouri is not getting good shots, and I got to give Illinois credit. And I got to say that Missouri just also looks bad. A nice pass here yeah. from Terrence. He just puts so much pressure on the defense. Damn, he is different. Yeah, and, is, know, is he a lottery pick? I feel like in the mock drafts, he's like climbing he's up boards again. Into it. I thought there was always a stigma, you know, if you if, if you're because he's what 22, 23? 23? that you don't that you don't draft an At older least going kid, on, but going on twenty three. I mean, the guy's undoubtedly an NBA player. Uh, so this this translates the ability to get to the rim like that translates to the NBA as well. Yeah, I think so. I, and the defense. I mean, the thing is, the thing is tough for him is like he's you know as a six seven forward who's really athletic. That is kind of a commodity in the NBA. Uh, but I think if he can carve out a niche for himself, uh, he has all the tools. He, he, I mean, his jump shot has improved. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if he's a lottery pick, but I think he definitely has some staying power in the NBA. Ty could have taken that for a layup and get a little pass happy. Get that. This is Damask, who needs a three, does not get Oof. it. Ty trying to get the putback dunk, and he does not get it. Uh, hey, listen, I like Ty trying to be facilitator. I think he probably could have gotten the layup from the start, and that was a miss from Damask. And a fa- no, out of bounds. It will be Missouri ball, still a 25-point lead. I will say that Ty Rogers, despite not being a threat to score, what I do like, Andrew, is he is finding ways to facilitate. And usually for him, it's get to the basket. Yeah. And then Illinois does a good job spacing the floor. So he usually has a guy at the perimeter he can kick it out. And I'm still seeing defenders crash on Ty. I'm seeing him be enough of a presence to at least invite a little bit of uh, defense his way. Yeah. Even though you and I both know he's probably not going to be the one to score it. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the trade-offs, you know, I, I think we make some sacrifices on the offensive end. But he's done a decent job creating, but... We're just so long, you know, when you have a guy who's six five and can guard multiple positions and then, you know, potentially put back uh dunks from the from the one spot. Um, you know, the trade off <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this guy number two from Missouri, he just hey, it was a tough bucket. And then he like yelled and he clapped his hands and he got up to defend the inbounds pass and the score is sixty five to forty two. Yeah. I, I, hey, I saw something like in the first half too. Uh oh Ty. The Jesus. point guard uh saying M one before. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. Cole uh, Coleman gets the block, but they're going to call foul, kind of, but at least make him earn it. I thought, uh, I thought for a second he might have just taken him out of midair, but damn, I don't think that's a flagrant. All right, so no. Yeah, that, he got ball. He got ball. There, uh, and Coleman's actually saying review it to say there's not a foul, but I don't think that's possible. I mean, I think what happened is the Missouri guy watched this. He puts his hand out, which invites the contact. Yeah. 
But listen, that's, that's a foul. That's a foul. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so it is 65 to 42. Are they actually reviewing something here? Because right now there's a break in the action. And they're going to break. Uh, just a reminder, 200 level brought to you by DPDO. I'm on at DPDO.com. Custom calzones with any topping you want or one of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone. DPDO.com. Alana Brick Girl on Threads, a little bit unhappy with how many offensive rebounds Mizzou's got. They they are out-rebounding us on the offensive side, 14-12. to 12. That's the only stat that they're even close to comparable against us tonight. Hmm. That, that right there, I would agree with her that you know, Andrew, we were watching the first half, and there were moments where just loose balls were like, just grab the damn ball. Yeah. And against better teams, that's the kind of thing you need to clean up. So the good news is that I do not think Illinois has played a perfect game, and I think Missouri's played a subpar game even by their standards, hence the score. Yeah. I, I always like wins where you feel pretty good. Like Colgate was a good example of this. I still felt good afterwards, but there were enough things in the second half which made you think, we got work to do. And what do they say? It's better to have a teachable moment after a win than a loss. I do think that this team, Andrew, the good thing is they're in a position where a lot of the things they need to fix are more tweaks than anything major. Because it does seem like they've developed an identity on both offense and defense. Definitely. I, to- I totally agree with that. All right. So we're watching a-, a preview for the color purple. I've never seen the original. Here's the thing, guys. With, <laughs> with-, <laughs> with 12 minutes left in the game... We're gonna have we're gonna have to have some filler. I'm gonna be honest. Well, Stephen Colbert, 27, on the thread does say uh, timeouts are driving me a little bit crazy. I, I've I've been blissfully unaware of whether or not this game has been a little bit slower than most or extra ads. Well, it is it is quarter to ten, and there's still what twelve, 12 minutes, minutes to go. Well, part- we've been having fun though. We haven't noticed. <laughs> part of the problem is that this game started at like eight twelve, and this is this new thing with college basketball. College football started doing this a few years ago too. 2.30 kickoff. You turn to Big Ten Network at 2.30. Kickoff in 13 minutes. You what the hell of, am I doing here? You remember some of those football tailgates? It felt like we were just out there. Like, yes. Almost until For sunrise. freaking it's ever. Like this game. It's an 11 o'clock game. And the sun's going down before we actually pack stuff up. Getting too old for this. But it is a Friday night. If this were a Wednesday or Thursday and I had to work the next day, I would start getting a little surly. But that's, I guess, old age. Oh, sorry, Stephen Colbert. He said TOs. I thought he meant timeouts. He said turnovers. Oh, well, the turnovers as well, both. Um, now, I will say the turnovers, though, the messiness, Andrew, has gotten better. I'm not as concerned with the overall messiness that maybe I saw the first few weeks. But right there with the Damascus turnovers around half court, these are things that are just so easily avoidable. Yeah. That for an older team, we see prolonged stretches of smart basketball. But we see these intermittent moments where they just make kind of inexplicable decisions. And... Is that something that is like, I don't know, innate? Like, are these are these things that you can't really coach out? They happen within the flow of the game? Or do you think that as the year goes on, we'll see less of those? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I, I watch a lot of NBA basketball, and I think sometimes when I compare the two, uh, I sort of have to temper my expectations. Because, oh, yeah. you know, the, they're, they're kids and they make mistakes. I think one thing that's interesting to that, that you're sort of calling out, it's, it's been interesting to watch uh, Underwood's kind of progression of how he manages mistakes. I haven't really seen him like up in arms and screaming as much in no, past not this years. Year. And and some of the simple mistakes that we make, I don't know if it's because he doesn't want to do that to oh a fifth-year kid. That's bad. We can't... Okay, Ty and Damask, just give it to Terrence. It's a 20-point game. I'm not freaking out, but it's just, come on. I don't understand why Missouri wasn't doing this the first half. I, I know. They were a little oddly passive defensively. Okay, so Damask and... And Ty are having issues. And here's the thing, Andrew. It's on them, but it's also, this is the one thing that is a valid criticism, a foul on Missouri, a valid criticism of Underwood that I know I've harped on plenty, but the lack of getting a point guard and not having DGL ready to go. Moretti, you know, he wouldn't have been ready either, even though he had moments in the first couple games. But yeah. uh, Yeah, I mean, this is just, it's a team without a point guard. And they have found a way in the half-court set and transition offense to often get away with that. But when a team wants to pressure you, like if push comes to shove in March and you're facing a good athletic team, Terrence misses that, then it's going to be difficult. Yeah, I think I think March, uh, I have a bias for, for great guard play. And so it's going to be interesting. Um, 
you know, wherever we end up to see how, how that maybe affects us. All right, we got a 17-point game, and for the first time in a while, a little bit of adversity for Illinois. 65-48. to 48. A three-pointer from Caballero or Calalero, whatever, who cares? And this is Terrence. He, fi- he overshoots Luke Goody with a bad pass when I thought he could have just taken it himself. Yeah. Getting yeah, too cute. Like he had a driving lane. Well, Illinois on defense now, 17-point lead, and... The Missouri fans feeling okay. What if you get this to a let's say the eight o'clock or the eight minute media timeout, and it's like a twelve point game? Hey, they aren't dead, and this is a game that can get a little bit tight because of the atmosphere in there. So, a little bit of play by play here. Ten fifty to go. Missouri with the ball. This is Luke Goody up on number two, and there nice go. job by Coleman. We might have a break here. Yeah, Ty, you got to finish. That. Oh, they're going to call a, a foul. <laughs> yeah. Coleman's asking for the they intentional. Call- they don't do the open path in college, which yeah. is a joke. Those yeah. could have been our first points off turnover. They're beating us 12 nothing. They also have... On points wow. off turnovers. 12 to nothing. Mizzou's beating us. And down at the bottom of the stat line, they are also dusting us. They have eight turnovers. We only have two. Wow. We have two turnovers? Two turnovers. Wow. So, well, wait. They have 12 points off of our turnovers? They have 12 points off turnovers. We have zero. But we only have two turnovers? Or we have eight and they have two? They. I feel like we've turned it over three times in the last five minutes. We have turned it over eight times. Got it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Missouri has not turned the ball over much. They just can't make a basket. Um, And I would imagine that the defensive rebounds reflect that. But okay. Here's Ty kicking out to Luke. Got to make it. Okay. Ty, get it. Thank you. Ty gets it. He gets it back out to Terrence. Terrence with a chance here. Over to Marcus. Marcus trying to drive a baseline. It's getting a little bit fast here, and we get a foul, and Marcus will go to the line. It was getting a little got, bit. F- I think he got bailed out there. Yeah, I think so. I got a little frenetic there, Andrew, and I felt like the pace was. Um, I, I like the up tempo pace, but it seemed like Missouri was kind of getting Illinois to run around with chickens, like chickens with their heads cut off. With 10 25 to go, Marcus will go to the line for two. It's interesting Harmon isn't in here. I know. I don't understand. I feel like that's I feel like this is maybe his calling. Like just somebody competent who can kind of handle the ball, who's Give you a bucket. Uh, experienced. Yeah. All right, Damascus the line. He's got four points on two of eight shooting, five boards, four assists. He makes the first free throw. Hey, listen, if you can make free throws, that will overcome poor field goal shooting. Cause I, I feel like that kind of slump you can overcome. But if I were to see bad free throw shooting, I'd feel like it's more of a mental, a true mental thing that he's kind of working through. He's got five points. Second free throw is up and good. Okay. So it's back to a 19-point Illinois lead, so a good possession there. Maybe a little break from the officiating. Did not look like the worst of fouls. A three-pointer from Missouri is up and no good. And a board here for uh, no good. good. Out of bounds on Missouri. Okay. Who blocked that last one? It looked like Shannon got a fingertip on it. He's so active around the rim on defense. He's Yeah, man. I mean... Five okay, so the Colgate game, I think twelve of his fourteen points he got in the first half, and three of his five blocks. Five blocks for a guy that I guess is technically a two is is something else. And okay, pressure from Missouri. Damas trying to get across half court. He does. He just yeah. looks uncomfortable. He looks very uncomfortable. Situation. And that right there is like score pig round hole. It felt like really uncomfortable to be in there. So I'm you know. How much can I put on him when it's not his natural position? Right. Cross court to tie. Over to Damas. The three is no good. He still cannot make a three. But Coleman draws the foul. Missouri was holding on to him. So it is still a night. After all this, Andrew. Yeah. We felt like momentum was maybe changing. I mean, listen. Missouri is outscoring you by six this half. That's not great, but that's basketball. I mean, you aren't going to outscore opposing teams by 25 every half. Sometimes you just play him square after that. But... Um, it is good to see Illinois, after it got to 17, an opportunity here to extend this lead even more. One-on-one coming up for Coleman, it looks like. This uh, this Nick Honor kid, number 10 from Mizzou, is giving me serious uh, Khalid Elamine vibes. I saw his picture on the starting five and thought, that's not a basketball player, it's a fullback. Yeah. He looks like a fullback. All right, Coleman with 13 points, seven boards. I thought I think a really good night so far for Coleman. Free throw was up and good. Hey, that's a soft roll. I'm going to give that to him. So back to a 20-point lead for Illinois. Quincy back. There we go. Okay. There are certain guys that when they check back in, listen, the starting five is really good for this Illinois team. And I think that 
well, let me put this this way. Four of the five are really good. Ty Rogers has moments. Justin Harmon has moments as well. Um, I think those guys are somewhat interchangeable depending on the matchup, but there are four guys that whenever they're out there, that would be Coleman, Quincy, Terrence, and Damask. I overall feel really comfortable. Yeah. 21-point lead. 9.30 to go. Harmon trying to get the steal. Coleman helping out here. This is Sean East. Good defense. That's great defense. I know we made it. Yeah. But you did everything defensively that you could on that, and that was just a better bucket there from Sean East. So because they made it, Missouri gets to set up the press. Good job by Damask, sensing the pressure. And we're going to get Terrence faking the three, trying to take a baseline. Up and in. Wow. <laughs> he is just, so freaking good, He man. just lives at the free throw line, too. 71 to 50 after Terrence invites the foul. We'll get an and one. In Illinois, what I really like, Andrew, is they're getting counter punches from Missouri, but in this three, four-minute stretch, they're throwing him back. Yeah. To keep this yeah. from becoming a game. Yeah. That's exactly what you want to see, too. You want to see your best player attack the basket, get something easy. That's a skill, too. He has a knack for just being <laughs> able to, to draw contact and finish while he's doing it. I'm not sure if the refs are looking at something here, but with 9-10 to go, Aiden Shaw fouls out with 9 minutes and 10 seconds to go, but he did have two points. Good God, what a terrible stat line. <laughs> I mean, he's probably, he was probably out there for 15 minutes. Well, um, Terrence will go to the line. Chance to make this a 22-point game. I, I just wondered, were the refs looking at something? I don't see the whole, oh, someone fouled out. Got to get someone in there. The free timeout with nine minutes and 10 seconds to go. Missouri's not very good. I mean, they're like finish a 500 overall record kind of team, it looks like. Here's Terrence. Not good on free throws tonight by his standards. He's shooting maybe 66%. Okay, so here's Nick Honor, the fullback, but Damas keeps him in front of him. Coleman up top here. A little bit of a mismatch, but we'll see if they can't get a switch. This is now Damask. Okay, Harmon going over the pick on Sean East. And here's Nick Honor with a... Wow. Are you kidding? Like, it doesn't look good, but he made it. He made it. Good, good for him. 19-point lead for Illinois with 8.40 to go. It makes me nervous when they get to set their defense, too, after a made Yeah, and here's Damask. Gets it across. Okay, well done. Nice and easy. I do think, too, Andrew, that... Oh, my God. That's so terrible. This Yeah. Okay, we got a break there because Terrence, thankfully, saved the day for Damask, who lost it again. Finish it. There we go. Yes, there we go. All right, Terrence on the break and a nice feed from Coleman. I cannot Damask, do Damask, it has to be It's careless. It's, yeah, it's egregious. Like, get your head out of your ass, Damask. Sorry. Okay, it's second half podcast. I can say ass, though. Okay, this is Terrence. Jesus. You can't stop him. Ball. Is he going to get 30 tonight? I mean, he seems yeah. on pace. 26 already. Yeah. 7 for 11. Listen, I like Damask, but I'm sick and tired yeah. of these stupid turnovers. Yeah. But when you got a guy like Terrence Shannon, man, sometimes it doesn't matter. Illinois back up 23 because you got Terrence Shannon. And I think, is the second best player tonight Coleman? Uh, Terrence pro- Coleman Probably, Quincy? yeah. He's been a little bit quiet. Qu- Quincy's been great. Quincy's been great. But uh, Coleman, the second half, I think, has been yeah, sneakily good. Yeah, hit a couple of those open threes in rhythm first half. Yeah. 75-52 at the under eight timeout. 7.51 to go. Yeah, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a jerk about Damask, but like no shooting, and I know he's being asked to be point guard, but it's literally just don't turn the ball over. Yeah. And at, means, at a certain point, you just got to put the guy in a position to succeed. And I, I, I think you just don't want him being a primary. At a certain handler. point, you got to, you got to stop doing it. Yeah. And that means more Harmon, I yeah. guess. Yep. Or it might be more DGL. Yeah. I, I mean, I, he Damask is, is Damask. If we were to, do, I don't know, plus minus. I know it's an imperfect stat. I'd be interested to see it with Damask tonight. I think everyone's going to be plus. Has DGL, uh, DGL gotten in tonight? No. No. He, is not. he hasn't. Uh, he probably will here shortly. Though. Now, do, do either of you guys have the box score and does it include assist turnover? Because I want to see how many turnovers Damask has, because I feel like it's four or five for a guy that's only asked to partially sometimes bring the ball up. Uh, Damask has has three. Three turnovers in the box score. Yeah, he's got three. He's two of nine from the floor. Even some of the non turnovers, like he's just been he's been sloppy. He's been bad. He's been bad. Let's call it what it is. He's been bad. Since the four Atlantic game, I'm looking for moments from him to indicate that he might get back. 
but he's a mess right now. Yeah. And listen, you could do worse because he is still able to get you a bucket sometimes, but he went from the guy I want number two having the ball to like number four or five. And that happened within the span of two weeks. So I hope this break here, they got a week coming up. They had eight days between whatever the last game was in Colgate. And I thought he finished the Colgate game well, and I was hoping for some carryover, but not getting that tonight. Yeah, he's also 0 of 6 from downtown. Shannon's got his double-double, 28 and 10. Jesus. (laughs) Gary A's got 21, Hawkins 15. How many rebounds for Quincy? I know Coleman has eight, I think. Uh, Quincy's got seven. God, dude. Think about Hawkins this. Hawkins has seven. You have we, three guys on the verge outside, of a double-double. Outside, outside chance of three double-doubles. Terrence is going to score 30. Terrence is so good. I mean... It, I don't think anybody on Mizzou has 10. Like, they've shot the ball 65 times. Something like that. Well, let's have a conversation about Terrence. You know, to compare his apples and oranges, I suppose. But we're talking 23-year-old Terrence, fifth-year college player versus third-year Io. I mean, you could have the debate that Terrence is better than third-year Io, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's, it gives you a, there's a lot to unpack in that conversation. It gives you uh, a chance. Yeah. Yeah, p- pound for pound is pure basketball. I think I think it's a fair argument. I think I think it's impossible to measure how brave Io was in sort of a, a program that was disjointed and didn't have momentum to come here and put yeah. us back on the map and... Like in a way, it's almost easier for Terrence to do it in in the current status of the program yeah. post IO. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but coming back this year, I mean, he the, the guy's work ethic is clearly tireless. He's oh, it's better, crazy, and he's I put mean, himself in an amazing spot to to become an NBA player. When he came back, I was excited, but I also remember times last year where, um, I don't know, I, you know, there was a stretch in maybe mid January through early February where Terrence was not assertive. And I thought, man, there's something not clicking with him mentally. Now, yeah. I think for the whole team, there were a lot of things not clicking mentally. And I think that he probably got fed up with it. So to see him become the alpha dog like this, yeah. from game one, from the jump, he has been that. And we're seeing that tonight in a rivalry game. You know, he said in the press conference, and we're back underway with 7.40 to go. He said in the press conference before the game or media availability that he remembered last year and that he didn't want that to happen again and it sounds like lip service and all that but I thought you know what I actually can I believe Terrence the way that he's played tells me that there is a singular focus that he has this season that either he didn't have or was unable to have last year based on the guys that were around him yeah tie with a nice finish I think Matt Meyer was sort of the uh, what people what guy. people he people thought that he was supposed to be the leader and I think he demonstrated that he probably wasn't that guy. Matthew Meyer? Yeah. That guy couldn't have cared less. If he never yeah. steps foot back on our, our campus, no one's going to mind. Yeah. And this is someone that could score 30 points in a game. Yeah. But he was such a, a dope. Yeah, he was. As a person. And yeah, I, I think he really never detracted from our success. But we, well, yeah. I mean, t- Shannon is Shannon this year has taken over that leadership spot that, that I think Meyer was sort of assumed was, yes. was going to, to just... Uh, Phil last year. But let's even talk about Coleman, right? Because early this year, there were moments where Coleman's, let's call them histrionics, if you want to. It can be off-putting. Since the Rutgers game, I have not seen that from Coleman. Now, it's easy to say that when you're winning. Yeah. And he still plays with emotion. But I also see a Coleman Hawkins that's playing within himself and playing smart basketball. So I... I have no issues with Coleman since Rutgers. Yeah. Since he came back from the injury, I think he's been pretty damn good. So, and that's mental and the physical parts of the game. But Quincy Garrier is another example of someone that you went out to the portal, you got someone as, ugh, Coleman misses both. I feel like I jinxed him. That you went out to the portal and got someone like a Quincy Garrier who is not a vocal leader, but kind of that surly old veteran guy that the young, the younger guys you have on your roster would look up and say, well, this guy knows what he's doing. He's, a, he's basically a pro. I know it's college sports, but basically Go Quincy block. Garrier is a pro. Yeah. I shortchanged the Tigers a little bit. East does have 16 points. I think you need to get somebody better to watch your stat lines on your podcast. <laughs> You're doing fine. 16 for Sean East. Okay. Well, he was the guy that you had to kind of contain, and so far you've done an okay job of that. We have not seen the seven foot five behemoth this half, who was 0 for 3 from 3, and none of them were close. I don't know if the cigar smoke is coming through the mics for Nat's sound or not. But man, is it nice to have a cigar on December 22nd. And not freeze sure your is. not freeze your fingers off. 
Okay, so Damask and Goody come back in, and it looks like the five that we got right now with 6.38 to go, it is a 21-point Illinois lead. This has been, listen, these halves happen. Missouri, get the board, got the board. Thank you, Quincy. Uh, these halves happen, Andrew, where, you know, you take a big enough lead, you're really just kind of maintaining. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. And uh, would I have liked a 50-point win? Sure. But I do take some value in the fact that, okay, in games where this team does get a big lead against some lesser Big Ten teams, what do they do in the second half? And for me, what I've been uh, most impressed with is Quincy doesn't make that three, but Luke Goody gets the board. Quincy, holy wow. Crap. Wow. What the take? A man's Euro take Steph right there. Wow, man. He's strong. He is so strong. What I like, Andrew, is that while it's not like we're seeing a new way for this team to win, we're seeing a new way for them to maintain a big lead against a bad team, and there are bad teams in the Big Ten. T- totally. I think the other thing too, I mean that that is that's super promising. Uh, as much as we've been kind of n- knocking Damask uh, today, a couple games ago, I mean he scores what thir- 32, 34 points, thirty three. Yeah. And if Quincy's that guy tonight, I think a lot of a lot of times it's like can can somebody unexpectedly step up? Dude, and that our is roster a man's is move. That is yeah. Euro step. Shout out Fat Perez. Yeah. I mean look at this. Like the the Missouri defender grabs his right arm. Yeah, it's pure strength. Wow. So Quincy with a chance for three, back to a 23-point Illinois lead. You entered the half. Is this another foul out? Jesus Christ. Looks like the assistant taking the lead from Missouri. Honors got four. Hmm, okay. Carter, Not sure where there's a stoppage here. Hey, you know, I will say Nebraska is kind of a, an interesting team in the Big Ten. I could see them finishing about, you know, eighth or ninth, whereas usually they'd be 12th or 13th. Ohio State solid. Uh, Michigan State, after that shellacking of Baylor, they look like, yeah, they're probably still a top four team in the Big Ten. But, I mean, Andrew, is it safe to say that Illinois is the second best team in the Big Ten and not particularly close? I think so. I mean, Wisconsin is next. And, I mean, you're like me. I'm, I can't. I can't do that anymore. It's just, it drives me nuts. But objectively, I don't think they're as good as Illinois. Yeah, for sure. I, I, Michigan State's always uh, always somehow sort of sneaks up on on you, but I don't think this is, uh, I don't think this is a, 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 an up year for them. All right, so it looks like Quincy will go the line for one. 6.09 to go. Yeah, the second half, not as action-packed as the first, but kind of a nice nice opportunity to... Reflect on what we saw, and oh wow, it looks like we got intentional too. Is that a good call? Uh, I mean, when you just grab a guy's arm and you aren't making a play on the ball, I suppose. But I've seen far more egregious than that. Yeah, that did, I I did not think intentional when I saw that. Yeah, that surprises me a little bit. Quincy makes both, and then does he get another one here? Yeah. Here you go from a line I break girl. Quincy over the last three games, sixty points. Over, Holy crap! Over sixty points now. And I would imagine the two before that, probably like, you know, eight, nine, ten. So he's probably a good 14, 15 point a game guy in the last month. Quincy on the inbounds. Nice. Okay. You know, you are avoiding the pressure when you pass it quickly. Less dribbling, more passing. Damask, up and good. Right. That is good what I want to see from him. Go through the yep. Cylinder. Just inside the free throw line there to make it a 27 point Illinois lead. I mentioned earlier is there's another turnover. Oh, here's Terrence. This is all him. Oh, my God. A dime pass to Quincy. But getting a little, it'll be Illinois ball. Maybe a little too cute there. A little too cute. I yeah. think Terrence could just finish that. Yeah. Trying to thread the needle. But Appreciate the unselfishness. Trying to Yeah, for sure. So I mentioned Illinois, M- Missouri back in 2005. So this is after the Final Four, D and James senior year. And if someone on the YouTube thread could find out is it's now a 29 point lead Marcus Damas to two straight buckets what the biggest margin of defeat is in Bragg Wright's history that's what we got to effort here with 530 to go it is a 29 point lead for Illinois with 520 to go so what is the all-time biggest spread and Luke Goody's not helping matters here as an and one for Missouri damn I'm pretty sure it's you think it's uh, are you taking the over on 25 uh, at this like point, it. yes, yeah. because I do think that, uh, you know, eventually even the team that's down by a bunch calls off the dogs as well. Yeah. So, well, but I meant like all time, you think the, the greatest defeat. Oh, all is, time, uh, it's yeah. over 25. Yeah. Line Eye Brick Girl's got it. If she's at 32 points in 2005. 
2005. Heard huh? your points. I doesn't look like we'll get to that. Man, that was fun though. And I'm pretty sure Jamar Smith had a good game. So it's a 27 point lead. So that would have been to go. So there, that would have been D Darren D no D and James. It was D and James. Right. It was right, yeah, yeah. This, their senior year. And then what did Missouri's roster look like? Oh, they they were bad. I mean, they were bad, but maybe not terrible. Yeah. Terrence misses the three. Uh, yeah, things like that would probably have to happen for you to get the all-time margin of uh, Missouri three. That's an air ball. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love it, though. I mean, listen, there is some, I, me- I mentioned the word cathartic a few times today, but the way this series has gone, this just feels good. It's going to be one of those things where I wake up tomorrow, Andrew, I'm like, oh, yeah, we just kicked Missouri's ass. Yeah. And that feels good. Yeah. And it's a Christmas tradition. I mean, it's happened more often than not in the times we've been Illinois fans. Luke Goody, three, no good. Ty with a heads-up play. That's what Ty can do. Luke Goody wants another one. The three. Yes. 30-point lead. So what, 32? 32. Okay. It's it's on, on the table with 4.15 to go. And a foul driving in won't be two shots. It looks like they're going to call that shooting foul. We could still get to a hundo. Well, so we had a on our chat thread with uh, the guys today, me and Trevor and Isaac. Trevor, I don't know if he was joking or not. He said Illinois 102, Missouri 67. That's, that's in play. Wow. That's yeah. in play. That's a hell of a call for I a said, six and a half point he, spread. Did he throw some change on that? I, I said 82 to 68. I felt like it was going to be a comfortable win, but not like this. 88-59, so it's back to a 29-point lead. So, hey, we got something to watch for here. We got the all-time record as I... Ooh, I'm halfway through my stogie. What a good night. What a great night. God dang, man. Tub of tips and porgies, cigars, whiskey. And looking ahead, so Dan Outlaw earlier, the chemistry and the fun this team is showing gets me excited for March. I agree. Uh, in a way that I certainly didn't last... I mean, listen, last year the non-conference wins were fool's gold. There were comebacks against Texas and UCLA. The Penn State game was an early indicator that things were not right. Two years ago, the goal was a Big Ten title, and they did that. But I don't think anyone thought that they were legit. Like, look at Ty, man. Yeah. That's that's what he can do, and that's why he gets playing time. With an offensive rebound, Illinois up 28, 355 to go. Terrence looking for something here, taking it to the rim. Base, oh, my God. He's really improved that right hand, too. He looks way more comfortable going. He wanted a foul on that, too. Oh my God! He almost gets the steal. Look at him play his ass off, man. Terrence, I call I call the thirty spot. Not that that's a bold prediction, but I told Trevor and Isaac that as well. Don't love to see him limping there. Yeah, though. yeah. Probably time to get him out. Probably, probably a little sore. Okay, so Missouri going to try to what's the Shawnee's going to chuck a three, and he's taking it to the rim. Ah, damn you! Twenty eight point lead. I really want this all time record. I think it might be. I think it might be Shannon's ankle. Yeah. I don't know if someone in the pile tend to sit him down. It. Yeah. Him down. yeah Twenty-eight point Illinois there. lead here with three twenty to go. Um. So here we are. It's ninety to sixty-two with three nineteen to go. Illinois is going to win this game going away. I mean, at this point, I'm going to have fun watching the season with no pressure of winning a conference title? Because, I mean, you don't think they, they would beat Purdue for the Big Ten title, do you? I like this team a lot. But right. it does seem like Purdue, when you got a freak like Edie and yeah. you got a good backcourt, that's kind of all you need. Yeah, and yeah, I don't I don't see it happening, unfortunately. So, but. so in a way, I find it kind of like uh, unencumbering. There's not the need to watch these games. And if you drop one, you think, oh, crap, we aren't going to win the Big Ten. I don't expect that anyway. So I'm kind of looking forward to the rest of the Big Ten season and just seeing, okay, for me, it's all about playing yourself into a better seed. Can this team maybe get a three seed, right? Um, right now, they would be. In a lot of the projections, they would be a three seed in the NCAA tournament. I think the way that this season would end, I, it'd be hard for me to imagine them worse than a five seed. Yeah. And if that is the case, then the good news is you avoid playing a one or two in the Sweet 16. I think that's really important. Yeah. The season is still so young too. We, you, you and I were talking about this before. I, I don't know if Kansas is a is a top two or three team. Uh, Hell, you already beat them. Marquette looks great. They're 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 uh, they're six in the country, coming off of a good win tonight. But like, I don't know. Um, I think that there's a lot of runway in the season, and uh, yeah, I th- I think we can realistically be a top three seed. I, I'm 
I'm just excited in a way that I didn't think I was going to be. There was someone this morning on Twitter that rightly called out that I'd been down on Underwood. And uh, yeah, that is true. I, I think that last year, the off the court kind of shenanigans and the bad vibes, they were kind of exhausting. And I thought to myself, well, what is the long-term play here? Now, the answer to that in this college basketball landscape is that there is no long-term play other than get a good NIL fund, go get dudes. And Underwood can get dudes. We know that. But I think that I am impressed, despite the striking out on Ray J. Dennis, I am impressed with the roster he put together and how quickly he's been able to get all these guys to buy in less than you know six months after what was in many ways kind of a disaster of a season. Yeah. Right? And to me, that shows a coach with an ability to adjust. And I will say that one thing Underwood's done, I think, a good job of, Andrew, is that he really does adjust to whatever roster he has. Totally. Yeah. They have different identities, each of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the brand that Underwood is sort of built here uh, kind of mimics an Izzo, where it's like no matter what the product is on the floor, you know these guys are going to be tough and they're going to play really hard. And uh, and yeah. last year was an aberration in that front. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And and I, I, I still think that this whole uh, you know every coach is trying to still figure out how to navigate the the portal. Um, and so I think Underwood has a perspective that he wants to get you know m- more senior guys from other programs, and uh, I, I I like the strategy. I think he has conviction in what he's trying to do. Well, I'll say this as well. So you are about to go nine and two and beating fairly Dickinson, you go 10 and two in the calendar year. And I think back to the team that got a one seed, obviously their ceiling was higher. I think when he had a Kofi and an IO Andre Corbello playing at a, a freshman, all American level, right? Cause Andre, keep in mind, Corbello was fantastic the last month of that year. I mean, he was special. Yeah. And that's why he was a preseason All-American the next year, right? Uh, it looks like this is going to be... Terrence will get his standing ovation. He got one more ova- one more possession so he could get a deserving standing ovation from the Illini faithful. 90-62 with 256. The 32-point all-time biggest margin of victory is still in play here. With four in the shot clock. Quincy's just going to have to chuck it up. Nope, it's going to be Damask. He wants a three. The three is up. Eh, good looking shot. Quincy can't quite corral. Okay. But Andrew, in a weird way, that team back in when they got ah 25 point lead, probably not going to happen tonight. When they got the one seed, even though they beat Duke at Duke that year and Duke did not end up being very good. It's not like the non-conference was without issues. There were some really lackluster performances. They got smoked by Baylor in a non-conference game. They lost at Missouri and Columbia in the COVID year. And there were even a couple of losses in early January at home, which Quincy Gary with another three. There were a couple losses at home against Maryland and Ohio State that kept you from winning the Big Ten regular season crown. What I'm saying is this team... I don't think we'll reach the heights of that team in the regular season because I don't think their ceiling is as high as a Kofi, Io, Curbelo at his best. But they have yet to have the valleys of what we've seen from some previous teams. Yeah. I think that counts for something. Totally. If you can take care of business and do what you're supposed to in the games you're supposed to win, uh, yeah, that, that for sure counts. It's interesting. We haven't really talked about uh, Dane Danger at all. Yeah, and I got to be honest. His, I think role, his role's fading a It's going to become more and more diminished now that Coleman's healthy. Yeah. And I, would, I, I don't know if there's a long-term play with that anymore because Dane, you have to play a certain way with him out there. He's And, and you see Hansberry. He gets in there before Dane now. Uh, DGL takes the three. Look at Hansberry. Look at Hansberry. Love that. <laughs> He is, I think he mentioned this either on the air or off the air, but he's built kind of different. Yeah. You know, he's not like super ripped, but he's wide. He's like a rectangle. And uh, there's something about his game, Andrew, that I just like the overall. Quincy takes a seat, standing ovation, again, deserved. The old guys are just doing it for this Illinois team. But there's something about Hansbury that just screams to me like he's going to, it's going to click for him. Yeah. It will click for him. Yeah. And they call that a, Jump ball. It'll be Missouri ball. The 32-point all-time spread will stick. It looks like. But 25-point lead with 115 to go. So, Gary, sits down with 28. God, 28? Dane, what a game. Dane's not on the stat line. Did he score tonight? No, he only played like a minute. I don't think he recorded a stat. Yeah, he's barely been out there. What? What's that effect? The Tony Snell effect? 
But he had like a 28-minute game where he had literally zero points, zero assists, and zero rebounds. Which Io had one of those games yeah, recently. But, but yeah. Io was actually, in the post-Levine era, finding a bit of a role on that Bulls team. They're looking yeah. better. Here's Hansberry. Look at that. There he go. gets his first bucket in a bragging rights. A nice feed from Damask. So it's a 27-point Illinois lead with 42 seconds to go. Listen, Andrew, unqualified success tonight. I mean, it's just, this is as impressive a bragging rights game that I've seen in at least 15 years. And uh, at a time that I think the fan base probably needed it the most. And I think it also speaks to this team's consistency. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i speechless. I, I, I didn't think that this was going to be the outcome, but uh, it's you, been, you a, it's were, been you an absolute blast. Unsure. To, yeah, yeah, I really was. I feel like I've, I feel like I've seen us get burnt enough times uh, in this game that's just so competitive in a dogfight. But I feel like the first media timeout was a, like nine to four. Yeah. And Illinois looked spirited. And for me, that was like the first test. I, I felt like we would know within the first four minutes what Illinois team we would get. But the more I think about it, we've pretty much gotten that team all year. You got it at Tennessee. Tennessee was just better than you, and it was on the road. You got it against Marquette. It was a spirited performance. They were just better than you, and they had a point guard, and that that hurt you early early on. And maybe another game against Marquette, I think you could flip the script. But overall, hey, credit to Brad Underwood. I mean, I know that I have been critical of him, and I think justly so in some cases, but it's working right now. And, I mean, what's the ceiling, Andrew? I mean, I think given the matchups, the ceiling, we could talk deep tournament run. I, I would not. Yeah, I think so too. The the only thing that really worries me, and I've, I've I'm probably uh, beating a dead horse here, but I, I I just I'm still not sold on our guard play yet. I really think that in March, we need somebody who can command a game. And, Holy uh, crap! Wow, is that Michael Red? Or the, I think the kid's name is Red. He's a he's a. Red shirt walk on. This I, is I this is fun because you know this just stings for Missouri. Oh yeah, and uh, oh a three at the buzzer, but Illinois wins nonetheless by twenty four points, ninety seven to seventy three, and they will hoist the Bragging Rights Trophy, which they have not done in a couple years. Kofi in his last year at Illinois did get that when Illinois won the Big Ten regular season crown, but. It feels, listen, I'm not going to try to pull the whole shtick that Illinois, this is, that's where the trophy belongs, but historically, that's where it goes. Illinois wins two out of every three yep. in this series. And to do so in such emphatic fashion, even against a not so good Missouri team. Uh, and, and to me, this was always kind of a jumping off point for Christmas. I know that sounds ridiculous, but like there were certain moments where there'd be a big win, like Frank Williams and Illinois in overtime, Bill Sell's first year. I was feeling that game for a few days. This is the kind of thing, Andrew, that for the next week before they play Fairly Dickinson, if I'm chatting at a holiday dinner and someone's saying, hey, Illinois basketball, it adds that little extra bounce to your step. Totally. And yes, a bad team. You beat them by 24 in a rivalry game. Yeah, we did what we were supposed to do and more. Well, Kenton, thank you for perusing the YouTube chat feed. And Andrew, thank you for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me on. This was a blast. I, I, really I appreciate, appreciate it. it. I mean, I love this sort of impromptu garage tailgate. Uh, anything else in the YouTube feed, Kent Toner? Not much. Congratulatory uh, uh, comments. Everybody's happy. What did we say at the beginning of this? We really just need a butt kicking. They, we, get, we got butt kicking. I mean, that, that was something else. So, hey, for those that joined us late on a Friday night, you had plenty of other things you could have been doing. So we thank you for that. Uh, we are going to take the next week off for Christmas and all that stuff. And I will be going to the Fairleigh Dickinson game. So I would imagine that the next time I hop on will be before New Year's to kind of wrap up what was, I mean, 2023 started with a New Year's bowl game for Brett Bielema. It was a loss, but it was still fun down there. A really tumultuous Big Ten season for Brad Underwood and his sixth Illinois team. A really up-and-down football season, but this Illinois basketball team seems to be getting things right for Illinois fans. And um, I tell you what, they were an easy team to root for, an easy team to like. They play their butts off, and I think they're pretty damn good. Borderline top 10 when the new rankings come out on Monday. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your holidays. Have a good night, everybody. Happy holidays. Andrew, Ken Toner, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks again. We'll make this a yearly tradition. I love it. I'm going to brush up on my broadcasting skills. Ah, Uh, You did great, man. You did great. I'll learn how to read stat lines. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great Christmas and a great holiday break here. 
and we will see you next week. It is the 200 level.